Will you please welcome our guest moderator, Deputy Online Editor of Empire Magazine, Helen O'Hara. Hi. Good evening, everybody. Um, well, uh, welcome to this uh, Safe Haven Q&A. Obviously, I'm not the person you're here to see. That's uh, Josh Demel, um, Julianne Huff, and Nicholas Sparks. They will be out in a minute. Um, but given that this uh, is kind of a romantic drama thriller, it's got kind of elements of a little bit of everything, this film. Uh, given that it's not out here in the UK yet, it's already been number one at the US box office, I thought it might be a good idea if we sort of get a taste of what we're in for by having a look at the trailer. So let's do that now. Good start for most people. I like it here. I'm Alex. Nice to meet you. How are you liking Southport? It's definitely a change of pace. From what? I've had things happen to me in the past. Things that still scare me. If I could, baby, I'd give you my world. Did you hear about his wife? She passed away a few years ago. Join me in welcoming to the stage, we're going to have Nicholas Sparks, the author of the book. We've got Julianne Huff and Josh Demel. Hey. Make sure that's right, it's 400 million. Let me shut my iPhone down here. Uh, so, welcome. Um, I guess, Nicholas, uh, it all starts with your book, so let's start with you. Um, how did you get the idea for this story? Where did it come from? Uh, always uh, the, the idea for any novel just starts with a small seed and it kind of grows from there. And I wanted to, uh, I thought adding an element of danger would, would make for an interesting story. So I said, well, you know, how do I do that? And it became a dangerous person and, and it became a, a woman fleeing from this dangerous person, mm -hmm. so to speak. And little by little, you sort of build the story together. And the real challenge, though, was to balance the thriller elements with the with the more romantic elements. Yeah. And so, you know, you work through it throughout the novel and then you take the novel and you adapt it to a film. I mean, I wanted to ask both of you as well about joining the film, because certainly when we see it on screen, uh, this isn't a spoiler, don't worry, but the first few minutes are almost like a horror movie. You really don't know what's happening and they're really scary, um, especially for your character. So, you know, is that something that came across in the script as well? Were you sort of reading this going, what the heck is this? You know? Absolutely. In fact, I read the script before I even knew it was Nicholas Sparks' um, book and I started reading and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I found out that it was Nicholas's book and... I was like, oh, it's so different. It's, um, it's got this thriller, darker, edgier aspect to it. And I loved it because it was so... Um, for me, any kind of action I love because growing up as a dancer, like the, the physicality of things was, I don't know, it was really fun for me to do all the stunts and everything. So. 
And does that make it more attractive for, frankly, a guy to be involved in a romance? Because there is this, you know, there is a bit of a stigma sometimes. I mean, so, Josh, was that something that kind of got your what attention? What stigma? What are you talking yeah. about? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's there. <laughs> no, it, th that was something that definitely attracted me to it as well. The idea that it was uh, a little bit different, you know. Of course, I always wanted to do one of these movies. Uh, I, you know, I really admire the guys that have done the movies before, but this one stood out in, for that reason, because it was darker. It had more of a sense of danger, I think, than what I'd read from, from Nicholas before. So yeah. that was definitely something that attracted me to it. And you got Lasse Hellstrom to direct it, so you know he's obviously really incredibly respected director, and you've worked with him before, so yeah, Lasse Hellstrom had directed Dear John, and and we knew exactly what he would do, and we knew exactly how he worked. So this time when we came in, I think everyone on the producing side, we were, we knew exactly what was going to happen, but these two probably they'd never worked with him before, and he's a very, all I could do was tell them that it was an actor's director that he'll pull these performances out of you in his Lasse Hallstrom kind of way but you know it, you have what he's doing with the actors but you know director you know they they do so many it's not easy to work with kids it's not easy to run the set and, and he's there to also set the culture it, it was a terrific choice I thought well let's see a little bit of you two in action but, uh, before we then discuss it so I think we've got a couple of clips from the film let's take the first one now all right so why Southport Looks like this. Just a clean, empty canvas. You're just starting over. You know, sort of. Kind of was just looking for a change. And hmm. I always wanted to live in a small town, so. Well, you found one. <laughs> it is pretty small. <laughs> um, yeah, a little too sleepy sometimes, if you ask me. Well, mosh pits are overrated, so. Yeah, but it's nice. You'll like it. Are you staying, or are you just passing through, or what's your story? So many questions. <laughs> Ooh, mysterious. Ooh. See, scary. That bit not so scary, fair enough. But I mean, I wanted to ask about, Lass is apparently uh, famous for doing lots of improvisation on set, so how did you adjust? Some people love it, some people, you know, run scared. Well, it, it was scary for me at first because Julianne started two weeks before I started, and she said, no, don't worry about it. You know, we, 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 we let you improvise all you want. You don't even really have to follow the script. I was like, what do you mean? That's not, I've never done that before. <laughs> so it, after working a couple days and understanding what that meant, it, it, was, it was one of the most liberating uh, and empowering things that I've ever been through as an actor because he really listened and allowed you to be creative and collaborative and and ultimately just wanted the most human story that we could tell. And by doing that, he just let us go. Yeah. How about you, Julian? I mean, I would say the same thing. I mean, I felt like for the first time trusted and and to that I was actually hired as an actress in this film. And... Um, and I felt I felt confident because I I was trusted and um, there were no wrong decisions because he loved the awkward 
quirky little things. And if you see the movie, hopefully you do, um, one of my favorite scenes is when I first meet Lexi mm -hmm. in Alex's general store. And Lexi happens to be uh, Josh's character's daughter. And it's all, you know, she's, she says whatever's on her mind and it's the cutest thing and so charming. And it's probably my favorite scene because it's so... Like, her natural awkwardness makes the scene perfect. It's so great. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to get a performance out of a child actor. Yeah. Most of the time is just let them be themselves. Just, well, there's a thing or play, two to learn from time, them, actually. Yeah. We could actually learn a thing or two from them. <laughs> so it wasn't like, it wasn't that old cliche of not working with animals and kids. It was kind of the opposite. No, it makes it better. Yeah. I, I'd much prefer to work with kids because they bring, a, they bring an energy that you just can't manufacture otherwise. Yeah. And they, they definitely added a, an element to this, this movie, the shooting of this movie, that, that made it something that I won't forget. Well, and also, too, because it's like the relationship with the kids mm. really made the relationship with Alex and Katie work because um, Katie's obviously very guarded, and I think the kids really helped break that wall yeah. with Katie so that they could fall in love because, it, you know... In an hour and a half, her, her guard goes down. So <laughs> usually that would take months. <laughs> so the kids definitely were a huge help. Yeah. So. Um, and Nicholas, just finally on the, on the sort of improvisation thing. I mean, obviously you've written the book. Yeah. And I imagine it'd be really hard to kind of let go of it and let people just do whatever. Are you just used to this by now after eight movies? Yes and no. <laughs> um, you, every director brings a different style and I had worked with Lassa's style before. I was very comfortable with Lassa's style. It was really important in this film to allow the actors to bring these characters to life emotionally. And, and although there was a lot of great things written in the script, the script, as you read the script, you just even for me as a producer, the guy who wrote the novel, you look and you say, they're going to have to bring a lot. They're going to have to find how to bring, the, to bring interest to these characters through the quirky things that they do, their expressions, the way they look at each other, and, and all of these, these little elements. And you needed to have, I thought, a, a good director who will give them the freedom to say, okay, do it with a little more, or try this, or just, you kind of know what we're trying to do in this scene. How would you say it in your life, you know, if you had just met someone? And that's kind of how he works. And then by the end, you know, you're like, okay, this works really well. So you capture everything you're supposed to, but it comes off in a more natural way. Yeah, I got to say that Nicholas was very open. Uh, I actually called him the night before I started my first day to say, okay, Nick... <laughs> Uh, I have some ideas. What do you think about this? It's a little bit different than what the character was in the book, but uh, this is what I'm thinking. And he was really supportive about just, you know, just whatever you do, don't make him boring. Right. <laughs> find, find the ups and the downs. Make him playful. Make him, you know, give whatever peaks and valleys you can find with this guy, go for it. Because that's, that's at the core, that's who this character is. And... You know, we say that we improvised a lot of this script, and there, well, there was a lot of that, but the script was actually very good. But really, the story was great. Yeah. Nicholas wrote a great story, and what we really tried to do right. was just tell that story <laughs> as honestly as we could. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to another clip, because this shows some of the kind of quirky moments that you were talking about. It's from the same scene we've just seen, Day on the Beach. Let's have a, have a look at that. Light it up. Light it up. 
Let's get a photo. Look up. Josh, look up. We're all fragile. All right, you too. Come on, let's get a photo. It's cold if I'm raising thick booty. All right, take a photo here. When we break, it's hard to hide. We hurt. Okay. One, two, three. I've got to ask there, I mean, there's, there's great kind of chemistry between you, you and the kids. I mean, actors going into war movies go to, you know, boot camp. Do so you have to go to, like, dad camp for, for uh, these guys? I actually spent a lot of time with those kids before we started shooting. Yeah. It was important to me. That, re that, that relationship with those kids was as important as my relationship with Julianne in this movie. Uh, so I tried to spend as much time before we started shooting and then offset as much as I could so that when we did roll camera, they could be themselves because they were really delightful kids. And the more we could bring that out in them for the movie, the better. And, and I'm really proud of, of what, those, uh, what uh, Mimi and, and Noah did in the yeah. movie. And Julianne, I mean, in terms of your preparation, I believe that you visited women's shelters and, and did some kind of work that way. Yeah, I did. Um I don't want to give too much of it away, but uh, but my character definitely goes through some um, some things that are emotionally traumatizing and physically traumatizing. So I would go and talk to women in shelters about what it was like to be in maybe an abusive relationship or something like that. So it was it was really fascinating and also really encouraging to see the growth that they they had and and the the journey that they they took and and knowing that it's through family and friends who really make that safe place and that's what this whole movie is really about it's about you know maybe southport is a wonderful safe place but it's about the people who really let you be you and and let you you know, be safe and comfortable with yeah. what you're doing. So, yeah. Just speaking of Southport, it looks it looks like a hideous place to have yeah, to film. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was amazing. I mean, literally, we were living at the beach. Um, so every weekend when we weren't shooting, we'd be there and playing. And I had my two dogs, and we'd run up and down the beach and in the water and. The food was amazing. I mean, it was all fried. So before that bikini shot scene, I was like not eating the food. <laughs> I was having salads and that was about it. Um, but I mean, the, the restaurants, the people, everybody were, were amazing. Um, they would make us cookies on set because they lived right there or like make us food and we'd sit on their porch and eat it. I mean, it was really such an amazing town. Because this is kind of your adopted home, this whole area. This whole, yeah, I, I, I live not that far, about 80 miles away, so I would drive down to set and then I could drive back home. I mean, it wasn't that far at all. And that's what it looks like where I live. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really beautiful. It's, it, and it's slow and it's hot. And so it, everything's just a little, it's like the days are longer there. It just, they kind of, because you have the chance to be not busy. Hmm. 
Which is a nice thing to have. Which is a nice thing to have. Okay, we're going to have, uh, we've got one more clip, uh, which I want to bring on, and I want to discuss this one a little bit afterwards, because you've okay. talked about this before. Uh, this is a scene after you two have been on a little canoeing trip. Hello? Hello? dancing was that bad come on <laughs> police being called but apparently that was a scene that neither of you were very keen on on, on paper so it was why? just uh, it was just a little bit um i don't know maybe a little far-fetched for two people to um originally to it felt like dance. that it yeah. felt like it was a scene that i didn't want i didn't i, I wasn't comfortable just because i'm not comfortable by nature dancing <laughs> but it was it was one of those things like who just ends up dancing like that but then i thought and i talked to 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 lassa and juliana a lot about it and we figured out a way to make it playful and sort of a way for a guy when he's first when he's first dating a girl at some point you got to make kind of a bold move and that was kind of that moment and a scene that i was really apprehensive about turned out to be one of my favorite scenes in the movie yeah, me too. And I think too, it was kind of like, oh, this is my first movie where I don't have to dance. And, um, <laughs> so, so that was kind of my reasoning a little bit behind it too. But I mean, it's not like a full-on dance routine. So it was really about like falling into it and yeah. laughing in the hat. And it's just charming and cute. And I mean, if somebody did that with me, I would like my heart would melt. So oh, I mean, I thought you were gonna say something else. What? <laughs> Nothing. Lovely <laughs> <laughs> totally lies. All right, I'm, I'm going to throw it up into the audience in, in a moment, but I just wanted to ask uh, first before we, we carry on, uh, what's next for all of you? I mean, Nicholas, what's what have you got planned? I have um, selling my novel in Hollywood today. My next one. Uh, over the next few days. I have uh, The Best of Me coming. That should start filming probably within a couple months. Mm -hmm. That'll be a different studio, but I'm excited about that. And 
I'm some TV and Broadway, and I have to write again another oh. book. So, so nothing. Barely anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Almost nothing going on. <laughs> and over I mean, uh, Julianne, in the last couple of years, you've worked with Cher, with Tom Cruise, and now these two. I so, know. you know, what's next? She's, she's regressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, I know. I'm, I've been so lucky. I mean, it's definitely been hard work. It, I know it seemed like it just happened overnight, but I mean, it was a struggle to get here. But I, I'm so grateful. And um, next, I, I did a film with Diablo Cody. Uh, so that should come out later this year. Is that Paradise, is that right? Paradise, okay. yeah. Um, pretty intense script. It was a, a Christian evangelist who got in a plane accident and now has burned over two-thirds of her body. So she's a burn survivor and she's all about identity and she has a wild night in Vegas because she wants to just sin. Um, and it's it's a really fun story. Um, charming again. Um, so that comes out and then um, my brother and I actually... I have I'm I haven't announced it and I don't think I can yet but um but I we have a really cool project that I even think that our because um, I lived here for a while um, the Londoners or the UK goers will really really enjoy um, it's yeah it's anyways I can't really say too much more but I'm it's very exciting. excited about it it's exciting <laughs> and it's on the other side of the the the, the camera ooh so yeah intriguing and Josh how about you are you done with Transformers nothing. now no. are you uh, yes, I am done. I am done with uh, Transformers. Although I got a call from Michael Bay last night, congratulating me on the on the little one on the way. Yay! Yay. All right. Thank you. So that I am over the moon about, obviously. Uh, Kids Choice Awards, March twenty third, which I'm very excited about. I'm hosting that. Got a movie at Sun uh, uh, South by Southwest that comes, I think, two weeks from now. We open it there. And, you know, just just hustling. <laughs> just hustling. Every day, man. Every day. <laughs> All right. Have we got any questions from the audience at this point? Okay. I can see a lady down here with her hand up. Let's get you a mic. Okay. Hi. Uh, my name's Joni. And Hello. Nicholas Parks, you are my favorite author. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and I've seen this trailer, like, quite, like, album so many times on YouTube and I must say like how how did how did you come up with the inspiration not for just this but for all your other novels like Dear John Notebook because I must say when you read one of them you just want to read all of them yeah, <laughs> thank you. that's that, that's sweet so cute uh, <laughs> I love her thank you uh, yeah, early on the the stories were inspired by my family you know the notebook was the story of my wife's grandparents and a message in a bottle was inspired by my dad after my mom died and Walked remembers the story of my sister, my younger sister. So it started off being family and then maybe people that I knew. And again, it always starts with that seed. And what you're just trying to do is to come up with a story that you think people will like. And you, I do my best to make the novels or the stories feel as different as I can. And, and you know, if you see, for instance, what that means is you can watch The Notebook, right? And you can love The Notebook, but you should be able to turn right around and go out to see Safe Haven and enjoy that too. And it feels totally different, feels fresh, it feels new, but it's also kind of the same in a way, in, in the way that you like it. And that's what you're always trying to do is to thread that needle between being totally fresh and new and telling a brand new story, but still giving those threads of familiarity that people have come to like. 
which is why, for instance, they're always in North Carolina, right? <laughs> you know, just because, well, we don't want to change everything, right? So they'll stick there. I always get asked. Yeah, they're all there. He's going to be running for governor of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, he should, and actually. All your books will serve as your manifesto yes, in that case. Yes, this is how much I love this place. <laughs> Any more questions? Lady over there. Hi, my name's Katie. I'm actually from North Carolina. Studying I see she's got, the North, she's got the North yes, Carolina. Hill. Yeah. You had to come all the way to London to ask us a question? Yeah, yeah. We totally were just there. I know. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask you, and t speaking to North Carolina and everything, what is it about the state that you think makes some of the greatest love stories there as compared to somewhere else that, you know, is universal and people can love over here in the UK? And then what all did you draw um, from the state as inspiration for your own characters? Do you want me to answer first? Um, it's an interesting state in that the closer you get to the coast, the smaller the towns become. If you look at Los Angeles, right, the big, or New York's, they're all, all the big cities, New Orleans, they're all, you know, when you get to a state with a big coastline, the big cities are always near the coast. Not so in, North, for whatever reason, not so in North Carolina. I mean, by the time you get to Southport, it's like a thousand people living there. And you're like, but this is the prettiest spot. I don't get it, right? And so it's um, because you have all these small towns, I just think it lends itself well to giving people the time it takes to get to know each other. And, you, and in small towns, you bump into people. That's part of what made Safe Haven work. See, um, when Katie shows up, played by Julianne, she doesn't want, she wants to, doesn't want to, she's guarded, she doesn't want to put herself out there at all, but she has to continue to interact with Alex, played by Josh. Why? Because he owns the store and she needs to buy stuff at the store. So whether she wants to or not, she's forced to do this. So that would be my answer. Plus, I think that the, there's something about the beaches there. I don't know if this, this is probably a good question for Nicholas's, there's, they're, they're very, regulated in their conservation of the beaches there. And mm -hmm. maybe that's why they don't populate as much as because you can't really build on the beaches there. And to me, that's what I found so beautiful about it is these, it's one of the best kept secrets in the US anyway, are these beaches in North Carolina. They're beautiful and the water's warm <laughs> and the sand is soft and the beer is cold. <laughs> <laughs> So there's something about this place that feels very rustic almost. And I think it's because they, 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 they pay so much attention to conserving these beaches. Yeah. And then I would just say, too, because of its size, you do feel like time kind of slows down. And you said the inspiration for kind of being there, what helped with the characters. I would say that because you get to really calm your energy being in LA or New York or even London. Like, I, f I find that I'm constantly like anxious about the next thing, whereas there I really just was present and I really enjoyed every moment that I had there. And I think with the, with the character, it's the same kind of thing. She really wanted to get away from being in a big city and where there was, like you think of anxiety and, you couldn't breathe. Fast pace, you can't breathe. And then the minute you land there or she lands there, it's like a, an ease and a, a comfort. So I would say that. And I thought he did a great job capturing that in this movie. Mm -hmm. Lassa does a beautiful job of contrasting what she was talking about in that, in, in that city. Not only, just not the city, but just her life in general. And once you get to this, this little Southport, North Carolina, it's like the movie just... You can breathe, and there's something very easygoing about it, 
but with this, her past is constantly sort of creeping and creeping towards, you know, this inevitable uh, uh, conflict at the end of the movie, which, which, which is what I really loved about what Lhasa did with it. Yeah. Okay, we've got time for a couple more questions. Um, lady just there in the second row. Hi, my name is Leila. Um, Hi, Dana. My question is for Julianne. What was the hardest scene in the film for you? Making out with Josh. <laughs> um, no. Lots of tongue. <laughs> um, actually, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, all of the scenes were so fun mean? to do. The love scene was really hard for me because it was my first love scene. That's what I meant. Yeah. But oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, every scene was so enjoyable because it was so natural and fun and I loved every single person. I think the, a lot of the stuff in Boston, once you see the movie, you'll kind of figure out that was kind of hard to shoot just because emotionally it's, it's a little bit heavy and darker. Um, but uh, Dave Lyons, who I, um, he plays Kevin Tierney. I worked alongside him for a little bit and he, uh, he was amazing. So a lot of our stuff that, you know, that was pretty intense, uh, was easier because he's probably one of my best friends for life now. So, um, but I don't know. I mean, the kids were amazing. Josh was amazing. It was such a fun movie to shoot. I don't know if that answered your question at all. Sorry. <laughs> so literally nothing was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a bad answer. That's an okay answer. I know. I mean, it's challenging, but it wasn't a hard movie because it was so awesome to be there. Okay, we've got one last question. Um, I guess the gentleman next door. From the guy. By the way, yeah. this is a good movie for guys. Yes, very much. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Um, hi, I'm not, um, Nicholas, it's for you, really. Um, being a writer um, and having actors ad-lib, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a DP and I've worked on films and sometimes you get into a situation where, you know, it doesn't work at all. And, you know, writers get very precious about, you know... Sure. Uh, actors ad-libbing, you know. You seem to be, be very comfortable. Yeah, I, I am. As a general rule, I am. I, I, um, you know, I had my chance to tell the story the way I wanted when I wrote it. That was the way I wanted to do it. I had the chance to imagine the story the way I wanted. Again, when I was writing it, anyone who wants to imagine the story as they want to... You can read the novel, right? You can go and do that. You're fine, and you can do that. So, a novel's a story told in words, and what I'm and a film is a story told in pictures. And what I want is the best film that I can get. And when you work with a director like Lassa, uh, or and we were very picky when we pick our directors. I knew he was going to ad lib, but what I also knew was that he was going to drag great performances out of Josh and Julianne. He was going to make them stretch and bring these characters to life. And he was going to tell a really great, he was going to make a great film. So when you're in that position, you it's best to sit back and let them do their jobs. I tried, I, ta I talked to Josh before he started shooting, but I was not the kind of producer who's going to say, oh, add more emotion. I didn't do that with Julianne. We talked about, what are you doing later? Where's the food? <laughs> you know, these kinds of questions. You let, 
really good people do their jobs, and that's just kind of how I look at it. And and it then it works. And it, just to add to that, the uh, I think it, I, I think it's m- sort of misunderstood the we did really honor the script also. Yeah. We really did, because it was a really good script. I think what he was trying to do was shoot this as documentary-like as he could so that none of it felt scripted. And if, if something felt at all inauthentic to him, he wanted, he wanted us to play with it and find whatever it was that, that was at the core of what the scene was supposed to be about. And, and that, was, that was what made this more difficult in a lot of ways because not only did you have to know the lines that were scripted inside and out, but you had to know the scene th- from a 360 degrees so that if he changed it up, you still ultimately knew what your objective was in each scene. And then on a side note, because you're a DP, our DP, Terry Stacey, was incredible. When you see the movie, I mean, every, every image is the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen, so... Props to DPs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, um, I, I just want to say, you know, Safe Haven, really entertaining and not what you expect from a romance. It's, it's got a few surprises up its sleeve. So uh, congratulations. Well thank done. You. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much, Josh Dumel, Julianne Huff, and Nicholas Bart. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.